What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of Cool Talks. I'm your host, Grady Cool, and with me are my two lovely co-hosts, Jack, Andrew. And on this show, we like to get the lessons and perspectives of people from all walks of life in order to maybe apply some of them to ourselves. This week, we have our lovely guest, Mike Dola. Would you like to say hi? Hello! <laughs> he is a software developer that is trying to break into creating audio experiences like voice acting, podcasts, things like that. And is going to share some of his experiences about where he started, where he's going, and all of that. Stick around. So, start things off, what got you interested in singing and music? Ooh. Um, okay, so as a young child, I just, I guess I had a natural affinity for it. It's just, I... I used to like Christmas Carol, I guess, and that's when mm. you're like, oh, this, this, this kid's got a voice. And then I just kind of naturally drifted towards that. Uh, and then I I remember like first day of 10th grade. So that's like, well, I was 12. Or so, well, no, actually, what, like 15, right? Yeah. yeah 15, 16, um, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to one of my best friends in, in high school, and I was like, dude, I, I got some money for my, uh, from my like, birthday in summer. If I get a guitar, are you gonna learn drums or we're gonna start a band? And he's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and then that was that. Just that's sort of what got me into it. Uh, and then a year later, we met our guitar guy. Well, the, the like the lead guitar guy, and he's really he was really passionate about it. So that sort of really brought us together okay. in, in in doing rehearsals and composing and singing and stuff like that. So you but just yeah, grew up with it I, from the start then, and met like-minded people. Yeah. I not really. I grew up in a village in the middle of nowhere uh, in Western Romania, and I just grew up on like American TV initially, and then German when like Cartoon Network decided to not be satellite and be cable. <laughs> so I had to move the satellite. I learned how to operate a remote control, um, and learned switched to German TV, and I found like the music channels. And I remember even now. Uh, what was it? Somewhere I Belong by Linkin Park. That was like one of the first songs that I was like, whoa, this is, I can feel stuff from music. That's crazy. <laughs> and that sort of yeah. set me on this path, I guess. Okay. I still have it in my favorites playlist on Spotify, Somewhere I'm I Belong. It's right nice. there with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good song. Yeah, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I guess I was, I, I always had a natural affinity for it. Um, my parents i guess liked it uh but they didn't really sort of push me in any way to to pursue that they were just kind of like oh it's a cute hobby that he has and mm. he can sing and then whenever we had family or of our friends they're like oh go bring your guitar and play this song and i'd be like oh like no i don't want to do it i'm shy <laughs> yeah uh, yep. but gotcha. then i'd do it eventually and then i I'd, I'd get fueled up i like i'd be super shy to do it and then i do it and i see everyone loving it and i'm like oh cool i love this i'm never gonna let this feeling go away so i just kept playing and they're like we need to go I'm like no one more song <laughs> was there like a certain point where it changed from being kind of a hobby towards being wanting to be more like a career path oh man i remember that specifically oh, <laughs> it was right after high school uh so we have a national baccalaureate exam it's sort of like an sats thing yeah right. and uh i did that and then I applied to university, and that's a separate like admission exam. And I remember in between those two, I got my baccalaureate, I got a decent grade, and then I like we were playing with the band and stuff, right? And I went to my mom and I was like, I don't think I want to apply to university. I want to play with the band. 
that was not a that oh, was not a pleasant uh, conversation. Oh, I got I can only imagine oh her God. reaction. There was like a family meeting, and I got shouted at a lot. And I'm like, how dare you spend so much time and money in getting education? You want to be a hobo, play guitar? And I was crying. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially if you're probably then, going from a small village too. Imagine was college more of a rare thing in it. Wow, that's a good question. So I, I grew up in a small village, 24 kilometers from like the closest big city, okay. uh, which is Arad, if it matters. Um, and then I think when I was nine years old, I moved to Arad with, well, eight years old to, with my mom, like in second grade, right? Uh, I moved in the city and then I'd go all the summers back to the village and whatever. Um, so I did schooling in Arad and then universities in Arad aren't really that great. So the next city sort of south is Timisoara, where I currently live. And they have decent universities, so I was applying here. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I've <laughs> I've been doing a lot of therapy and a lot of like sort of exposition with my family and stuff, like thinking about like where I fit in this whole like hierarchical chain of, you know, my ancestry and all that. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm the only one in like my direct line who went to university. I'm like breaking the cycle of uh, trauma <laughs> when i got a higher education uh, well i i came to university here and only lasted a semester i was like i want to make video games that was like my biggest dream uh throughout high school i was like i want to make video games i i went to like a polytechnic like where i go programming technical university and i hated it i was learning physics and mechanics i'm like this is this is hard and linear algebra and like really advanced stuff i'm like i don't i don't i'm not i, I, was I hated crazy. that class <laughs> it's Christ. So I was like, no, screw this. And then I just applied. I just applied uh, to UCAS, which is like the, I guess, the place to apply for to study abroad in Europe. Uh, and I, you pick five universities and they all said yes. I picked uh -huh. all game development courses. They all said yes. I just needed to get like an IELTS or like a Cambridge English certificate or whatever. Uh, and then I was really scared to my parents. I was like, oh my God, they're gonna fucking kill me. And mm. I was like, I need to prepare. They're gonna tell them, they're gonna disown me. I need to, gonna need to get a job so I can get tickets to go. I was like planning. I was like, this is the end. And I went to my deal. mom and I was like, I applied to university in a different, I don't like it here. And they're like, God, finally, finally, you realize like, good, do it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's like, at least he's going, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I think so that's like, a lot oh, easier transition when they like, actually see you miserable uh yeah yeah <laughs> you convinced I was, them i i remember specifically in like that semester i was here it was the first time in my life i remember specifically like the room i was in i was kind of like everyone around me were like super smart kids going to like national olympics and stuff like that for physics and maths and i was just there and i'm like i'm failing everything i'm not <laughs> happy and i remember for the first time in my life i was like I felt sort of, I'm not depressed or at least not diagnosed or anything, but it was the first time I felt sad and I didn't know why. Out of I place, like, I imagine. New. Yeah, I was just like, I'm sad, but I don't know why I'm sad. I'm just, I'm not feeling happy at all with anything and I don't know why. And it was like these low moods, right? And I remember that and I was like, this is probably not good. So I moved. <laughs> yeah. Is it harder not knowing why? I feel like I personally have an easier time when... I know what I need to do to fix how I'm feeling versus oh, definitely. like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, it helps a lot knowing what, well, it's, I don't know, man. I, I've done therapy a lot and it, it, you always, it's easier to get to the point where you're like, oh, this is what makes me sad. Or this is the reason 
but everyone can get to that point, right? It's it's like, oh, the, the first step to healing is realizing to have a problem. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. thanks. I know what my problem is. What now? <laughs> I don't know what, where to go from here. Cool, I know my mommy and daddy issues. What now? Insert, insert more cliches here, basically. I guess it's starting at step zero instead of step one. Most of the time, people start at step one knowing what's wrong. Yeah. At least, at least you can try to work on it, even if it's difficult. You can make a plan or come up with your objectives. Definitely. I, I remember it was, uh, so I did, I did CBT therapy, which is cognitive behavior therapy, uh, in London. I was, I was, I had a shit job and a really bad relationship and I was just all over the place and I did CBT and it, it helped. It was all right. I did it for like a month or two. And then I think four years ago I did some kind of therapy here. Uh, I don't know what the kind of therapy it was, but it was like the first time when it hit me, right? When I was like, oh, you know, up to that point, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, my mom used to like, I never got beaten or anything, but like she'd punish me. She'd like make me sit in the corner or like go to your room, but like she'd shout at me and she'd be like, you need to be better than other kids and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. That's that's what happened. It was just a factual thing. And then I went to therapy and then I realized like, oh, that's that's not okay that, that like high right. expectations and being a perfectionist mother and having all these uh, not unrealistic but like these high expectations of me and not really being there and stuff like that right and i was like oh i have a lot of stuff going on so now the so third time i'm doing i'm doing psychoanalysis like the freudian mm, thing yes okay now uh three times a week <laughs> okay uh, since january uh and now i'm like all right all about me talking and going back to childhood and de de decomposing and de all these things and it really is a perfect fit for freud because i mean it's like the classic freudian slip it's when you say one thing and mean your mother yeah wah, wah. It's a really bad pun Jeez. Yeah, that wasn't great that wasn't great at all i was i was really hoping that would like i, was like, I wasn't sure if it would works not the first language okay yes i liked it i liked it it was good <laughs> so yeah, apply to different universities and then yeah. what was going on from there uh oh oh so well since we mentioned the, the, the traumatic stuff and all that and the mommy right. issues it was really weird so i want to get into that for like a second yeah, go ahead. the 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 fact that i was frustrated that they wouldn't agree with my decision gave me power over it it was like this is my decision i'm gonna fight for it. i'm gonna die on this hill yeah and the moment they accepted it, and they're like, oh, finally, you came to your senses. You're going to a better school somewhere else where it's better, you know, not in this shit country. It was like <laughs> this relief of like, oh, they're going to support me. But then immediately followed by like, this is not mine anymore. It's not my mm. thing anymore. Because suddenly they became, they're like, okay, so did you ch check this? And did you do that? And let's do this. And let's do that. And let's plan all these things. And I was like, I reverted to like a nine-year-old. I was like, well, they're doing everything now. I'm just going to sit back and wait. And I, I was miserable again. And I had to wait half a year because I stopped going to university because there's no point to going anymore because I, 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 I couldn't, like, freeze it for a couple of years and then come back and finish it or anything. So I had to quit. And then what, what else was me to, for, for me to do? I just went back home and stayed there for half a year until the next year, academic year. I played a lot of Skyrim. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it just came out. It was, 20, it was, like, right the beginning of 2012. I played a lot of that. Oh, that makes very, me feel real sad. old. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I started playing Skyrim again because I'm a, I'm a Morrowind elitist. Oh. But I just got a MacBook and I was like, I don't want to play games on it. It's for like audio video stuff. So I, I just, I have a Switch and I was like, well, I'm just going to buy Skyrim and play that. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. cheap on there now, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, in I another nine years, you'll be playing it on whatever it gets re-released on. Yeah. VR, phone, <laughs> two days. On my twister. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm such a Morrowind fanboy. Like, I've got it tattooed all over me. Like, I just got fresh ink on my calf, on my right calf. I got one of the, the Daedric gods on my calf. And hey. Wednesday, I'm getting my whole, like, upper arm sleeved up with, like, the free... The, tri the tribunal, tribunal temple of Moro. I'm just, yeah, That's I'm sad. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like you did the Skyrim tattoo as well, though. So I've seen that some with bad ones, very bad. You know what? Ones. Sorry? I've seen other people with Skyrim tattoos that did it very badly, and yours uh, are very tasteful. So yeah, yeah, Thank much you. better off. Than I got that. a tilt strider over here. Oh, those and things got a bunch creep of me out. Was like the Red Run House and Tilvani, and I got like a bunch of Pokemon. Actually, I got Pikachu <laughs> right here. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. And Haunter and Cubone and Courage of Cowardly Dog and Double D from Ed, Ed and Eddie. This is shit I grew up with. I was like, I wanna like, I wanna own who I am, and I wanna sort of send that outwardly of like, this is what I grew up with. I don't, I have, I don't want anything to do with the games industry anymore. Uh, after working in it for half a year and realizing how toxic it is. Oh um, my god, yeah, that's a that's a rabbit hole to get to go into uh, another day. But dude, yeah, I I just like one second of I was in London working at a games company when the whole like Gamergate and everything was happening all around mm. me and I'm like, I why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> the, the, the realization that I just had this dream of like as a child, like I want to make games and express myself for video games. And then realizing that it's just a business making profit and money and you're catering to 14 year olds that go on 4chan. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm swatted and canceled and I don't, I don't need none of that. I don't know. I'm good. Well, that's, that's good that you, uh, you figured that out before you got overly invested in it, man. Cause that kinda... it was very sad because I had all these expectations of it right. of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to create. And then going there and it's like, no, we just need to make money and we need to like, yeah. please some Korean games companies who are trying to break into the European market and they're buying small companies and we just need to please them. And I'm just like, I just. I want to make Morrowind. I don't give a shit about it, whatever. <laughs> right. I don't want to make Hearthstone or. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but that's what we had to do, and it was it. You could you could you could tell it was very sad for me of having that dream shattered, yeah. and being yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna work in a corporation and make money because I need money to live. So kind of on that on that thought. Yes. Um, unless you have any other questions, Jeff. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, that you kind of took a break from making music or audio experiences, how you want to describe it. Was this yeah. around that time? And then yeah. when did you get back into it? Is it with your kind of current line of work? Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It, it stopped after that fight with my parents of, like, I don't want to go to university. I want to do music. And they just shat on me. And I was like, well, <laughs> all right. All right. Parents. Uh, and then I moved to London, and it was hard for like a year and a half. My parents had to support me with money because I couldn't work because I'm dirty Romanian, right? <laughs> and we weren't allowed to work until like 2014. You um, yeah, okay, that's an interesting. <laughs> well, one. I guess I don't know much about that situation. European Union politics or whatever. Yeah, we we joined the EU in 2007. <laughs> Not working. <laughs> Uh, we we joined the European Union in 2007, and then apparently it, uh, the other European Union states countries can impose limitations on people from other countries, even though they're part of you for seven years. Oof. So that was 2014, right? So mm. up until 2014, uh, Romania and Croatia, I think, joined at the same time. Yeah. 
and I think it was Croatia or Bulgaria, I don't know, one of those. Um, and so we had like imposed limitations of employability and shit. So we had to apply for like a, a yellow card or whatever to be able to work. And I applied and I got the client. I was like, well, fuck it wait until 2014 yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then ridiculous. in 2014 i could just apply i could i just applied for like a like you have these social social security numbers it's called a national insurance number over there so i just applied for that and i got obviously got it i went there you had to take like a just interview where you just talk and i was like well they can you can hear me talk i yeah, yeah. I, I was into dirty romanian trying to come here work <laughs> building walls and buildings right so I actually had to help some dude who was doing that because he had no, he didn't understand English at all. So I had mm. to, he uh, asked, I was there I, and he was right behind me in line and he was like, can you please help me? I'm trying to work and stuff and I don't know any English. I'm like, all right, I'll act as your translator. And I <laughs> took that out. <laughs> so it was around that time um, because it was hard and I didn't have any money and I didn't do anything with that. And I didn't really know anyone. Um, and then I got back into it last year. Uh, I started my podcast with my best friend and before that, so, so 2020 and the whole COVID situation was really strange because that's right before that, I decided, you know what? I don't want to work in a corporation anymore. I want to start my own startup. And it all started with like me going to a bunch of events and realizing I've read a lot more than all of these kids around me who already have startups and they're like i went to this there's like this angel investor he held a talk about like what lean startup is and he was like oh you if you want to come to me to funding like here's a slide and these are all are all the books that you have to read before you even talk to me and i was like oh i've read like 80 percent of these and everyone else around me and I've, I've social i've networked with them a little bit before and they're all like way younger than me and they're like oh i have the startup i'm trying to do this and that and i'm um, you know i mean like second year of university but i have the startup and i was just like kind of cruising i was like i have a well-paid corporate job i don't care about all this and i was and they were like i've never heard of this book i need to write it down i'm like i know that why am i not doing this i know all this shit. <laughs> fuck these guys i can do this and i tried and i failed <laughs> i didn't fail i i'm not a guy with ideas i'm not like oh i got this crazy i'm i'm not that guy but I was like, okay, I can make a company or I can make my own sort of firm or I do what I do, but on my own firm, sort of pay my own taxes and do my own thing rather than be employed sort of contractually. Yeah. So I tried to do that. But as you can imagine, working that for eight hours and then working that again for another eight hours in a day is very hard. It's a lot. And uh, after half a year, I everyone around me was like in lockdown. They were like, oh, picking up hobbies and reading books. And they're like, well, we can't work or we home and we're doing time off and shit and i was like i was crunching i was oh, like working yeah. 14 hours a day and, yeah and then last year in so that was 2020 and i think august i just crashed I, I i was like i'm i can't do anything i was depressed i was like i hate this i don't want to do this um and then shortly after i went on a bunch of holidays i got a dog <laughs> i went on a bunch of holidays with my best friend and my dog um and people just loved the way we talked, right? We, we, we're the kind of guys who like uh, split hairs, right? We're like, oh, but what this and what about that? And what if you do this? And what if that would have happened if this? we go like in metaphysics mm. and potentialism and philosophy and psychology? And people were just like listening to us like, dude, you guys need to start a podcast. You're we like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. So we did. And then work became pleasurable and i was like i have something to do after 5 p.m i like work now and i like the thing because i'm like what i'm doing after 5 p.m and work became like i, I love everything it's like they um, say, uh, if you love what you do you don't you'll never work a day in your life yeah but if you if you 
pick that, that's such a red herring because if you pick that, then your expectations of yourself are so high because you're like, well, I love this. Why am I not good at it? I feel like right? the, the video game example, that's like the perfect example of like, even if you try and follow yeah. that, it doesn't always work out. And sometimes yeah. you have yeah. to go through a whole lot of stuff right. to go, where is yeah. the uh, balance in this? <laughs> exactly. Gotta love the end result, yeah. not the idea. Well, that's probably gotta be a very common letdown with how much people, A, like video games, and then how much, B, people hate video game jobs. So. Yeah, especially with a lot of the most popular stuff, meaning you want to work in video games, TV, sports. I mean, most of those jobs are, like, soul-crushing because you realize how much of the world is driven by money. And if you weren't aware of that before, it really uh, just fills it in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a living example of that. Yeah. I'm here to attest that. Uh, yeah. So that's when you got kind of back into the audio yeah, podcasting. Yeah, I, I got into podcasting, life became easier, and then my mom died of COVID. Um, and then there was this whole period of me taking care of the rest of my family and being all alone and being pressed and burying my mom and taking care of my stepdad who had COVID. It, it was a whole lot of shit. And then in that time, like work was like, you do yourself, don't worry about it. Just come back whenever you want to come back. Don't even take any days off. We got you, that's uh, nice. which was great. Um, and then that time I had a lot of free time to do nothing. And then I was like, I don't know what happened. I can't remember exactly what happened. It was last year, last year in December, January, right? So like this year, January, last year, December, somewhere around that time, I was like, huh, I used to like voice acting. And then I started reading a lot about that, joining Discord channels, looking into that. I build up like a fundamental movies, cult classics that you need to watch um, to, to get into voice acting and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I, I used to do that. That's, that's weird. Why did I, it's sort of, cause I started questioning who I am because up to that, up to my mom dying, I was like, well, I'm a software developer. This is what I am. This is what's expected of me. That's all I, and then after You're she died, and I had this like whole shock. I was like, well, am I not more than that? Who am I? Like, am I just that? Is that, I can't be just that. And then voice acting popped in my head and, and I was like, I, I used to have hobbies and passions and what happened to me? And then that slowly, slowly, slowly drifted me back into this. And as you can see behind me, I just bought this last week. I started taking mm -hmm. piano lessons oh, and, nice. and, and vocal coaching. And I last night I just spent $400 buying Isotope RX-9 because I was like, well, I need to create negatives of songs so I can sing them. And I'm going to use DSing and de-clicking and all these things for podcasting as well. Huh. And I just, it's weird because I've been talking to a lot of podcast people. And in Romania, it's a very sort of a business thing. Like it's podcasting stemmed out of uh, social media marketing. A lot. Well, that's what I see, right? It's either someone yeah. that wants to like... Andrew Huberman style of, oh, this is some knowledge that we want to share with the world. Uh, there's idiots like me who are like, well, let's just talk, free, unscripted. But then most people are like, well, social branding podcast. You need a podcast to bring awareness to your brand. Yeah. So it's been a lot about about that. And people are like, oh, we need editors, we need stuff like that. And I'm like, no. People are like, oh, this is so difficult to do that. And I'm like, I didn't start it because of that. And I really love the process of editing audio and listening to stuff and like putting it together and mixing and editing and all that. And then I want to get back into composing. So yeah, it's been the long answer cut short. I'm sorry, I talk a lot. Is, That's uh, actually issue. really good with this type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect podcasting right here. <laughs> makes us easy to be just gonna sit here and listen. It's always find more enjoyable. You get to actually learn a thing or two instead of just trying to project out in the world. 
<laughs> what is it like working as a voice actor? How did you start, and what are your goals? So, I don't work professionally as a voice actor uh, yet. Uh, I don't even know if it's a main goal. Um, the idea with it is that it's always been a thing. Like, I, I, I grew up as, like, the lonely kid who tried to be funny, right? So I do imitate voices to, to make people laugh. I can do a really good Smeagol. <laughs> um, can we? Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, that's actually really good. I like that. I've heard people say they, they did a good whatever voice before, but that, that was that was actually impressive. There was this small chord in my mind that was really hoping it was just going to be horrible. <laughs> just going to have to have a straight face as this guy does the worst golem like, ever. And I'm like, was, what the heck? That was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know what? It, do you know the, the lady who voices Bart Simpson? Yeah, I don't know her name. I don't know her name, but I know Bart Simpson's uh, voice. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what her name is, but yeah, she was sort of the the spark of like, huh, oh. voice acting. Yeah, you remember that? Um, I did. What did I do? I just like talking, right? So like, I used to, I I do presenting a lot. I do, I don't do public speaking per se, but I hold a bunch of presentations for like large public, I guess. Um, I. I, I helped some people in a commercial, and I'm going to help some other people in a different commercial for their startups. Okay. Um, easy, yeah, I did, easy, some, I did some, a bunch of... Oh, no, wait. Hold on. I did a cartoon. So I did a... Oh. There's a Romanian cartoon. I found a guy on TikTok uh, earlier this year, and he was like, Hey, my name's whatever. It, but I'm translating. He's like, oh, it's my name, and I want to make cart make a million people make my own cartoon, and he's drawing it himself and all that. And I just went, like, I do this, right? I do this. I was just like, hey, dude, saw your TikTok. Uh, I'm Mike. I want to do this. If I can help you in any way with the voice acting, whatever, just hit me up. And then I forgot about it. And then half a year later, right. he's like, hey, remember me? Like, I, I finished the first episode. I published it. I did all the voices, but I'm working on a second one. Do you want to be part of it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I would love to. Uh, so it's out there. It's, it's in Romanian. I voiced two characters, and I realized I really suck at Romanian voice acting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's yeah. rough. Of all the things. Well, I mean, no Romanian in, in I spent my life being amusing in English. So uh, I did all the English accents yeah. and voices. Never once did I try to do Romanian accents. So I realized I just sound like me. I just sound like what I sound like normally. I can't pull off, like, sound slightly different or whatever do a twirl or a twang in my voice or anything like that and i was like well i can't do that i can't do that in romanian why why but <laughs> i tried <laughs> it's not, it's not great uh, but hey no, i did it so it's like well i i'm i'm very comfortable and lazy i really need to make a demo reel and put myself out there but uh I guess I'm inching my way closer to that. I'd love to voice cartoons or video games or anything, really. I, I'm okay with commercial. Well, if, as long as it's not boring, right? I don't want to be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. try Prolo-sick or whatever, right? I want to be something fun. <laughs> From anything we've seen, do you anticipate that kind of, like, hit of reality of the kind of, like, more business side of voice acting at any point? Or do you think you won't go further, far enough into it to have to run into that problem too much? That's an interesting question because I hate, um, uh, what's it called? I, I hate, um, wow, 
the word the word is giving me like I promoting myself there. i hate mm. i hate selling myself yeah, selling I, yourself out. I, I, yeah. I can imagine I hate the that's a large of, like, part of the industry until you have a lot of experience right that's, that's the thing i hate being i hate like being on instagram and being like hey this is me god how cool i am and look that i made i'm like nah, i just that's why i have a podcast i'm just like i'll talk <laughs> If I get six listeners a day, I don't care, whatever. I don't need money. I don't need fame. I don't need to sell myself. I hate selling myself. I'll just make content because I love making content. I don't shit. If, if someone notices me, that would be amazing. But I can't live my life expecting someone to like, you know, like, hey, right. we saw your thing. and That would be amazing. But I can't live my life expecting that. And I don't want to sell myself and be like, hey, look at this cool thing I'm making. Look at me. Check me out. And it's like, it's too, it feels too self-centered to me. I, anyone else can do it. I don't care. But like, I don't. It's just. It's not me. It's not who I am. Yeah, so I'm yeah. afraid of that. I'm gotcha. afraid of that in voice acting. I'm afraid of that in music. I'm afraid of that in podcasting. I'm afraid of that thing because I don't know. Maybe it's a traumatic thing of like I hate. I I, I don't. Maybe I don't see any value in what I do. So I don't like feel that thing? I need to share it. Sorry. Is it like a moral thing? Meaning, is it just if you were doing it? Meaning, if like a marketing agency did this for you, would you still feel the same way? No. As long as I had a creative voice in that, no, I wouldn't mind. I just, I, I hate my doing it myself. It's just, okay. That makes sense. No, if it, like, yeah. it, we fought for the podcast to, like, get, we have friends who work in marketing, and we were all like, well, well, we can bring them on, and I'll we'll pay him in, like, biscuits or something to help us out <laughs> marketing. I, I wish we anything. got that much. Yeah. You didn't even pay for a coffee this morning. <laughs> You're free dudes. You can pull it out. We're two dudes. Hey. You're investing in a startup. You basically, once it starts making money, then you can have some of that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll pay you in dividends later. Well, later. <laughs> I want my penny, I want my penny. You yeah. will. Yeah. We'll, we'll that's how. It. That's how David Cho became a millionaire. So there you well, go. Yeah. I love well. that dude. That guy's crazy. Do you, do you guys know about David Cho? Not familiar. Not really. Oh, he is. He was on Rogan. He was on a bunch of other shit. He he was the guy that Facebook in the early early days paid him to do. He's like an LA street artist, and Facebook paid him to do like their first mural in, inside their first guy. offices. Oh, and they're like, well, we don't have cool. any money, so we'll pay you in like shares. And then <laughs> he's a millionaire now. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta get lucky once, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he's severely depressed, and he has a lot oh. of traumatic issues and stuff. But that's all he talks about. But it's amazing because he's an artist. So he talks about, like, how trauma and shit like that. He's he's raw. He mm. is. I love him because he's raw. He's just out there. He's like, yeah, my mom did this when I was a kid. And, like, he's 45 now or something. But he's out there. Like, he's not guess, afraid makes, to be himself. It makes sense because as an artist, you have to express yourself already. So what more can he say that he doesn't already express with... Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, the best artists are often, uh, you know, they have tragic stories or they're just total weirdos. Uh, yeah. I mean, All right, I channel. feel like we're going down a completely different path. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah, go back to you. Yeah, exactly. I had a question. So if you yeah. could voice act any one character in the world, what would you choose? Other than Smeagol. Other than Smeagol. <laughs> That's too easy. God. That's, you know, I never thought about that. Who would I voice act? Let's assume that you built the talent to do this character properly. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be some like a character that already exists? Not necessarily. Yeah, you can do anything. Unless you got some stereotypes build up in your head into like one picture in your mind. Yeah, I don't know. So, so okay. Is oh, wow, a lot of questions. Is it someone that like 
I can't do, but I wish I could do? Or is it like my ideal? Your ideal. Is, like, like, yeah, what, like Nancy want? Cartwright is the, is the lady who does Bart Simpson. Is it like that? Is it like, I can do this voice and that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm, I'm happy for the rest of my life if I can do that. Just like some guy come up to you and is like, hey, we have your perfect role right here. We got it for you. You happen to be able to do this perfectly. What would that perfect role be? Shit, I don't know. Something like Rick and Morty. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or what's the other one? Oh, I can't remember. A Midnight Gospel. That one's really good. I don't Night know that one. Yeah, what's that? that? Oh, it's, it's really good. You, should, you guys check it out. It's on Netflix, I think. It's by, uh, by a dude who also has a podcast, and he sort of cut together a bunch of episodes and animated them and turned them into like cartoons. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. They, they talk about a lot of deep existential stuff. <laughs> that would make for... Okay, I, but yeah, I could something see. like, I don't know, Rick and Morty, Midnight Gospel, Adventure Time, stuff like that, like cartoons, like stuff for kids, I guess? Maybe adolescents, not kids' kids. That would Fun be, characters. There's, the some, there's some substance there. There's shows that yeah. kind of hit this mark where they aim for about like 10, 11 years old, where kids are still watching it and they can, and it's not like... It's not going to be like South Park where it just like completely bends their mind like me. <laughs> yeah. But adults can still watch it and it's still like, wow, I really like this. Oh, yeah, I like I it. I feel like uh, there's more like um, anime that fall under that type of thing. Like one yeah. Piece yeah, or Naruto. Yeah, yeah like there that. you go. Yeah, like oh, that. dude, dubbing that anime awesome. would be amazing. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. But yeah, the stuff like Adventure Time, right? That's yeah. I haven't seen much of it, but like that, you it looks aimed for kids. It's really not. It's 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 for like twenty year old stoners. That's <laughs> <laughs> who the target audience is for. I can you cannot you enjoy that as well without being completely stoned. And still like it. Yeah, yeah. My twenty two year old stoner roommate takes offense at that correct statement. <laughs> <laughs> as he should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the biggest inspiration uh, with the voice acting and stuff is uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Game Grumps. Oh, yeah. 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 I've been following Aaron Hansen and everything he does since I was 12. I love that, man. He's like the top of my, like, inspirational people of the the planet. It's him. He's the top. I would would, (laughs) would suck his... (laughs) 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 I've said this before, but, like, no, I'm kidding. But, like, I love that. That's a cool talks first, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that allowed? Is that going? Yes. If they cut that I, out, I'm mad. Uh, we just don't like I'm slurs or deep politics. That's about <laughs> right. the only areas we ever avoid. I think one of the first episodes on, on our podcast, I said that I'd suck Carl Sagan's dick. Because <laughs> I love Carl Sagan. He's great. I'm like, well. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bro job. We'll yeah, have but... to start adding that. We'll have to add that question in in future episodes. Look, your homie's we... feeling down. You just gotta bro down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pick up the car. Pick up the car. Go, go, go. <laughs> so you mentioned this term in your questionnaire that we sent out to you before. So what is audio engineering, and how did you specifically get into that? Right. Uh, oof. So it was because of podcasting. It started with podcasting. It started with hours of what the hell is an audacity <laughs> and what the hell is an EQ and a compression yeah. and a limiter. And I spent ungodly amounts of hours just going through so much internet content of how do I do this? Um, and then even like these behind me, like the, the noise oh, I panels or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, like I remember like when we started recording the I think it was episode six or seven when when I, I glued these to the wall and you can hear a difference. There's a there is a difference you right between episode like five panels? and six or whatever. Sorry? Yeah. You want oh, just two oh, panels? If you have an empty room, uh, two it's on the so other side bad. as well. I, so I have four. There, okay. When we recorded in my um, parents' living room, they we're using mics like this, and it, you you could hear the quality difference so badly. Like it's a big room, oh, Kyle, and like huge compared echo. to a room like this where the floor is carpet, there's That's... stuff on the walls, there's lights everywhere, there's a closet full of clothes, yeah. like. It, there's such hey, a hey, that was that was a few bad episodes, but that is not as bad as your dorm room. Oh, I had cement concrete ceilings, bunker, cement floors, nothing on the walls. <laughs> it was, yeah. and about half the size of the room we're in now too. So. Yeah. No, I, I try to have a lot of stuff in like drawers and and all kind of stuff and glue to the walls to have as much as less sound bouncing yeah. off of them as possible. So you went down this um, rabbit hole with learning a bunch of audio. It definitely is yeah. hard learning yourself. I know for me personally, I've like, I don't even know that much. And even trying to learn the basics that I have about just like yeah. editing, how do you do like, what's a noise gate or like stuff yeah. like that. Or like making sure your the room's fine. Like, don't need to put a blanket over that table. Like right. even trying to learn all that is like hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't imagine like, trying to turn it into a job oh my god so where did yeah. things go from there i mean like did you find an opportunity online or like where did that kind of go oh no man oh so i actually i'm, I'm still a software developer like full-time by day so gotcha. podcasting and all this is well, i'm gonna say it it's i've given myself one or two years maximum to fully transition from software development full-time to just I don't know anything podcasting audio editing audio engineering audio production voice acting music whatever just anything else but code i hate multimedia conglomerate sorry multimedia conglomerate yeah full yeah media whatever production i don't know um <laughs> yeah i don't know it was just it's 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 interesting that you asked that because clearly i'm not making any money out of this right my all the money i'm making is from my job um, we're 50 episodes into the podcast. So that's two seasons because I decided that anime has 25 episodes and so we're going to have 25 episodes. I don't know. Uh, Good reference. We're just a, yeah, we're just about to start the third one. And at first I was like, I just, I want my voice out there. I don't care what happens. I'm just, I just want to talk and people listen and all my friends are love it. And they're like, to it. And it's like, oh, it feels like we're there with you. And we're just not taking part of the conversation. We're just listening. And I'm like, perfect. Great. But then the more I did it, I got involved in like Facebook groups and like all kinds of stuff with other podcasters in Romania and abroad and whatever. And the, the, the rep, the subreddit. And it just seemed like everyone, like it, it's interesting because we came from a completely different, different perspective. So first of all, I, we came from the perspective of we're just two idiots talking and we want to record ourselves, right? Mid pandemic, we're like, well, fuck it, that's what we're going to do. We love it and it's great and it feels great. Everyone else is like shitting on podcasting because apparently everyone started a podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. yeah, it's what happened. We talked about this on many episodes and just like, it's so weird that we did it, but we didn't know that that was a thing. I just wanted to have, I didn't care that it was a thing to have a podcast. We just wanted to talk. And everyone else, well, not everyone, but like a lot of people, especially here, as I mentioned, right? We want to make it a business, we want to make it profitable and make money out of it. And we're like, 
talk and meet cool people and it feels great and it's awesome and i fell in love with the production of it and with the editing process and it just feels great and i don't know so 50 episodes in i'm like well should i care that i don't make money should i make i don't know i don't i hate selling myself i don't want to pour myself out to be like hey you guys want an ad i podcast we have six <laughs> listeners it's like i don't i don't know i just make it because it's fun i ideally i guess well what i have done is i've started i have started whoring myself but in a very nice way of like i listen to other people podcasts um and then i i reach out and i'm like this and i just reach out to people right i heard a song yeah yeah like this. I, I i heard a song today a friend sent me a song and it was it blew my mind it was a romanian song by this young girl and i was like what and i just went on instagram i found her and i just were like hey i just found out about you today you sound amazing and i'm really happy that you're doing this and you exist and she wrote back she's like dude this thing that's so and i'm like yeah that's what i do so i reached out to a bunch of like romanian podcasts who were not well i did actually talk to the guy who made the big like there's a thing that's equivalent of andrew huberman the huberman labs podcast there's a romanian equivalent called mind architect and it talks about the same topics right it's way more edited and it's kind of short like maximum half an hour and it's like oh today we're going to talk about cognitive bias or whatever and um, I shat on it on one mm -hmm. of our episodes. I was like, that's way too polished. I, I love freeform. I love talking. I don't, I hate the fact that it's like, oh, it's got to be polished. And here's an ad and here's a bit. And I was like, I, I ugh, you know, good for them. And then after a while, I was like, I posted on Instagram. I was like, I, I'm going to give it a second shot because the guy appeared on a different podcast that I like. And I loved his vibe. So I, that's the thing. I love the person, right? I liked the dude who founded it. And I was like, I like the way he talks. I'm going to give this podcast another shot. And they saw that. And they're like, hey, we saw your story. Tell us why. Tell us what went wrong in the first time you tried. You, you gave us a shot. And why do you want to give it a second? Let, let us know. And I got to talk to the dude. And I was like, hey, that's, I'm okay. sorry. It's not my kind. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. It's great that you're doing this. It's great that you have initiative of educating people in a non sort of structured like schooling or through government or whatever. It's just like a podcast and that's really cool. And there's a need for that. And I'm glad you're covering it. It's just not for me. I cannot listen to things. To, I cannot listen to people throwing information in my face on a podcast. I need to listen to guys talking. And so no lectures, you know, ranting. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds like before where you kind of like love the person, hate the business sort of yeah i'm i'm way like human centric right i don't care about the whole infrastructure making money and, and business and services or anything like no i want to meet the person i want to talk to the guy because that guy probably shits on the toilet for half an hour on tiktok like i do i want to meet that dude. i don't want to meet the dude who's like oh look at me must dressed up into whatever dude that guy you know we're all human we all have vulnerabilities and we're all raw and we all have emotions we all cry and laugh and whatever and that's who i want to meet i don't suit and the faceless corporation and i don't know so as i said i'm a software developer um that's bored of software developing and i'm lucky enough to be at a corporation that knows in romanian we have a saying that you have a parrot I papagal. it means you have a parrot which means i'm good at talking i'm good at like conversing i can keep a conversation where I, I love yeah. talking or That's i'm just like one. i'm good at convincing or whatever i got i'm high in personality specs in skyrim right <laughs> um charisma max yeah so um they noticed that 
and uh, they knew I have a podcast, and I got one of the like directors reach out to me. He's a really techie guy, and he was like, "Hey, we need a we need a thing where we get together other nerdy techie people from the global organization and just get together and talk and share ideas and whatever." And I'm like, "All right, that's cool." So I talked to one of my friends in. She used to be in HR now. She's in branding department. And I was like, hey, look, this dude came up to me with this idea. What do you think? And she was like, dude, it's the pandemic. This is great. Let's do that. But also touch on the human side of things. So we had a we had a meeting and the dude was like, I like that idea, but I want both as separate things. I want the techie thing because I've been wanting that. But I want the that is great. I want that. But I don't want to I don't care about like I don't want to be involved in that. But you should definitely do that. Obviously, me being me ended up only doing the other one. Only <laughs> humans. I don't know. Whatever. Weird tech thing. And uh, they made a show. They made a podcast type of thing where we, uh, I think we're trying on two times a month. So the thing what that happened is in our service region in Romania, there was a huge merger between two companies, uh, between another company and us. And uh, obviously, we were like 150 people. They're like 800 people, right? So we don't really know each other. We don't with different things going on, different people. The management changed. The, the direction changed. Everything's like in the air, right? So I had this thing of like, well, I want to make order. I have this thing where I'm like I need things to be clear and direct and honest and open and transparent. So we came up together with this idea of like, well, let's get to know all the projects all the people involved in the projects, what the clients are. Because uh, we, we, we're like, uh, what do you call it? We provide services, right? Like we're software developers and we just code for the client, right? We don't have our yeah. own products. We just, we're like hired mercenaries. I don't know. For, <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we, we, we have a lot of clients and they're like a bazillion teams all split into whatever. And we're like, well, let's just get a different team every two, three weeks get a few key people from there, get them to do a, like a presentation or whatever they want to do. And I'll mediate a conversation uh, where sort of my role is to make order of what they say, right? So we got a lot of nerdy guys, like either business people or techie people who want to talk about what they do with the client on the project, on the software that they build for them. Uh, it's all internal, obviously, because you know, you don't want to leak out information of the client software infrastructures or whatever. Um, but it's internal, you know, with the, with the whole global company of 10,000 people. Um, and basically I just media conversation for an hour. We go on zoom and we record it with video and I'm just like, Hey, so it's me and it's the show again and welcome. And th we're to this week we're talking with these guys and they're working on this client and this is what they do. And then I just give them, give them, you know, free reign to talk about whatever they want to talk and present. And then my point is to extract like key points. So like that's not officially my role there right but that's kind of what i'm trying to do is i want to make order i want to make everyone understand like the, the, the smallest sort of the, the the most common thing right so they're like oh the infrastructure and whatever and stuff and i'm like okay so what you mean in yeah. top 100 english words is this and they're like yes and i'm like okay we settle that now everyone can relate to it in these simple words that everyone can understand not in these complicated whatever it's basically you know, translating whatever. from engineer speak to normal yeah. Exactly. Put it in layman's terms. Are, uh, yeah, yeah. Are both your podcasts uh, in English? Or Yeah, so the, okay. the podcast that I run is in English, uh, and the one for work internal is also in English, yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. They're, yeah, so they're, they're letting me do that, and that's cool. We got, like, the whole branding team. There are, like, posters. Again, 
you will never hear about it because it's all internal. <laughs> it's all like the global internet. But yeah. it's cool. You know, you got like 6,000 Indian people who know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Diehard like, fans. And, yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds and then like, like 4,000. There's a lot of different opportunities that you've been talking about where it's like, got my foot in the door there, got my foot in the door there. And like yeah. all these opportunities start opening up. And I feel like while you don't have to chase any single one super hard, just the fact that there are so many options and still trying to pursue them each. I mean, it, in that process of that one to two year window you were talking about of trying to go from, I want to do software development to audio. I, I feel like all those opportunities are the type of thing where it's like, that's where you actually can start doing some of that. Even if at the moment it doesn't look like there's money coming in from any of it. It's like usually yeah. when you start getting some traction, it's like something opens up and I feel like a lot of people have a hard time like, making that switch like that's finding the, the opportunities to begin with i'm as cliche as this may sound i'm a strong believer in the the, the your network is your net worth right like yeah. you just gotta put yourself out there and meet people like again i hate selling myself but that doesn't prevent me from just going like hey what's up i'm mike and this is what i do and who are you guys and let's talk let's just have a talk i actually yeah. had a there's this thing called the silicon drink about this is this is on topic i promise we'll <laughs> <laughs> hold you to that silicon yeah, the silicon drink about. I think it's. I think it's UK. I don't know. It might be American. It's just this thing that's really fascinating to me. Uh, it's basically so in tech, you at least in Romania, you have two types of events, right? You have big corporate sponsored like events with like a grill or you know all these five companies who funded this event with music and dancing and whatever. They're just trying to promote themselves. They're just yep. trying to promote. That's it's I hate that. That's that's the selling an image shit that mm. I don't agree with. Right. And then in the other spectrum we have the meetups. The meetups are usually very very niche. It's like, "Oh, machine learning meetup." And you have like 20 fucking nerdy dudes going there like like machine learning. It's like tell about that. And it's like, oh, it's so, so niche and like just boring and it's not very inclusive. You, you're not going to see a lot of women go to that because nerdy dudes and all fence. But, you know, it's, it's super niche. Yeah, yeah, that, it is what it is, right? Um, and But the silicon drink about is this really cool concept. The way I define it is basically, hey, do you work in IT or with computers? Cool, let's go grab a drink. That's it. Easy as. No sponsorship, no funding, no nothing. Let's just pick a pub. Uh, maybe we'll get someone to host us or someone to offer drinks or whatever or not just let's go there and meet up and just have chat talk there's no corporate interest there's no niche anything it's just hey let's socialize and i'm a really strong believer in that and i was i applied to have timishara as the location but then the pandemic hit and they kind of disbanded the whole concept i think but it was like a global thing i went to one of the london events i just cool people and like sure they're all startup techies and nerds and whatever but it was cool just meeting people just like this lady was like oh can i can i pitch you my idea and i was like wow well, sure okay because again i'm talking right so everyone thinks i'm like some kind of a center of attention like an important guy and i'm like i'm just some dude and she was like hey can i talk to you and i'm like sure i, I don't know I, i'm here on holiday i don't know <laughs> but it's it's cool so it's that whole thing of like Put yourself out there. Just talk to people. People love, I don't know, man. Just go and be curious about the world and meet new interesting people and then keep those doors open, right? Keep your foot in those doors because at some point you'll need those people in your life. You'll need an opportunity. You'll need, you know, you give and people give back. That's why it may seem narcissistic that I talk a lot about myself, but I am the only person that I know best 
Yeah, and yeah. if I can share my stories and my knowledge to someone else, maybe, maybe it'll help someone figure something out. Maybe like, oh, this dumbass from Romania did something this <laughs> way. Maybe I can do it that way. Or maybe I won't don't want to do, I don't want to fall in the same pitfalls as he did. Or, you know, it's like, what else am I going to talk about than my own life experience and the things that I do and the people that I meet and the stories that I share? But, so like I'm a strong believer in that and just keep opportunities open be curious about the world and talk to people and you'll never know like that's the thing you know like I've talked to this girl that does a podcast and I found out that she's working at a she's a co-founder of a of a of a social media marketing branding thing company right and they do their own podcast but they also do podcasts for their clients and I just okay. talked to her like hey I love the way you talk she's very open podcast is shout out I guess the podcast is called Thinking Made Visible it's in Romanian but it's really beautiful because that's exactly what it's about. It's thinking made visible. She gets really interesting people and talking about like the way they think and why they think and what they do with their oh, lives and why cool. they do it. Yeah, I and um, I enjoy that. Yeah, I and I reach out to her. I made fr I'm friends with her now. I reached out to her and I was like, at some point, when I came up with this, like, okay, in two years max, I don't want to do code anymore. I want to do this. I want to meet cool people. If it's for podcasts or music or whatever, I just want to meet cool people and do audio stuff. And then I reached out and I was like, hey, what's your what's your audio editing pro uh, process? What do you guys do? And you're like, oh, we have this guy who does social media. But then, he's, you know, I guess he was curious about audio stuff. So he learned that and he does all of it for us. And he's a bit overloaded. And I was like, that's great because I would love to do that. And I told her, like, I work in software, which is very well paid. So I have this huge anxiety about changing my field because I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to make less money. And it's it's giving me like pan not panic attacks, but I'm really anxious. I need to, I need to be conscious of the fact that I'm not gonna make as many, as much money. I'll be happier, but like I need to be very careful with my decision. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take it slow. That's two years. And I told her I was very vulnerable. I was like, look, I'm really scared of this, but I really love to try this. And she's like, that's great because in January he's probably gonna be moved to a different project, and we're gonna need someone to do this. And I'll keep you close. And I'm like, I'll talk to you in January, I guess. So we'll see <laughs> yeah, how much I learn until then. And then, and see, like, I didn't do anything. I just talked to someone. I was open and vulnerable and honest. And I was like, well, this is, you know, but it, it, again, I've been doing three days a week therapy since January, right? So it takes a lot of effort to get to the point where you're honest with yourself. Yes. And you're like, this is who I am. These are my limitations. This is what I'm scared about. This is what I'm open about. And I want to be vulnerable to the world. And I always wear my heart on my sleeve and I get heartbroken a lot, but that's a different story. But it's like, at least I'm myself. And this whole thing, I am trying to be me you know that's all and anyone can control themselves very genuine yeah yeah i love the word i i discovered because of this whole thing i love i discovered the word candor i love uh, that candor word. yeah 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 candor yeah. it's just, it's such a beautiful it's like yeah, being open in the most honest way possible it's, ah, yeah i'm sorry i got i got a little bit excited there oh go for it no, I was just pointing out that oh, his gotcha. excitement was yeah. <laughs> contagious. I love the fact that it's so relatable for a lot of people that the idea of being boisterous and trying to like be like, guys, look at me, is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I, I know that I personally have had to mentally overcome that after like doing things mm -hmm. like door-to-door -door sales and crap like that where it's like you okay. have to sell yourself or you just... Starve? Yeah. But, <laughs> um... Starve? I feel like a lot of people want to make stuff, but they... There is that fear of, like, okay, I... No one is going to look at it because I don't know how to sell myself. But I feel like it's a lot easier for people to do a lot of what you were talking about, where it is that just, well, 
you can just talk with somebody, or hell, you don't even have to talk with them. You could send them a direct message and just be like, hey, that was really cool, bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in reality, all you're doing is, when you're selling yourself, is you're trying to instill confidence in others. But, I mean, one of the easiest ways to instill confidence in others is just confidence in yourself. Yeah. Right. Dude, I got to talk with my favorite artist. Like, oh. there's this Spotify, you know, it makes that, like, top 100 yeah. songs per yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, and for the last four years, it's the same number one that I had. <laughs> this one dude in, in Denmark. And, again, I did the same thing. I was just writing to him on Instagram. I'm like, dude, music, you know this and we've got a talking and then you know years passed and like he'd reply like once half a year or something and then i started podcasting like hey dude he appeared on a podcast a few years ago and last year i was like hey man i i really love your stuff and whatever and like i started a podcast and i know you were on a podcast would you be interested on being on my show and he was like do it and i got to talk to him for free yeah. for, we talked for five That's hours awesome. oh my god <laughs> we recorded the first free and then we just hung out for another two hours just chatting and <laughs> It's the, the most beautiful. We talked about, like, obviously, I fangirled a lot. I was like, oh my God, talking to it is so amazing. And I, talk, I asked him about like, every single song that I love. He's like, oh, what's the behind that? And I love the fact that I just, I, I guess I'm so in tune with music. I was spot on. I was like, dude, what is this song about? Because this is what I feel it's about. And he was like, yeah, you got it. That's what it's about. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then we just talked about, like, being vulnerable and he traveled a lot. and how he started music and what that meant to him and just a lot of stuff like that and we were just being two guys it doesn't matter that he's semi-famous or whatever and i'm a nobody or i have a position it doesn't none of that matters it's just we're two dudes talking on google meets for five hours about life and what it's like and what's your experience and what's my experience and we can exchange ideas and bounce off stuff off of each other and i love that that's genuine human con even if it's online it doesn't matter it's genuine human yeah. connection yeah and we're lacking that we're lacking that yes so <laughs> much that's what i really like about the uh video aspect of this is like it there's a oh, lot yeah. more of like i can see all of your facial expressions and i can hear <laughs> every little inflection <laughs> of your voice and like right. versus like text box in discord when people are just like messaging yeah. back and forth mm -hmm. it's like it i don't know personally for me i feel like there's like a lot more there like for, oh, that's right. With some people, there's hardly a difference for me between sitting in a conference room with someone and doing this. Like, it practically the same for me. But, Depends on their internet connection. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're on a VPN or not. Learn that the hard way. Yeah, that's right. Spotify um, audience, check out our YouTube. Anyway, it, I do think it is really cool that you got to actually meet somebody that way. Like, it, it just feels like there's such opportunities for people if they're just willing to do some things that are a little bit uncomfortable, but figure out what they're comfortable with, figure out what their options are in that situation, and then just keep just pushing a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Don't be afraid to literally just ask someone a question. You don't have to say anything grandiose about yourself. Just like, yeah. this is how I genuinely feel about you. Yes. Maybe you could come talk to me. But that's the beauty of the podcast. <laughs> Sure it is. is. It is. You get to meet cool, meet cool people from like a million billion miles away. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's my um, favorite part. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's it for me. One question for you is where can people find you if they want to hear your podcast? 
Oh shit. Okay. Um, I don't even know. It's. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we put it in switched... the description as well. But it's we the switched. Uh, there it is. We switched uh, hosting providers a while ago. Gotcha. So it's uh, tangents.transistor.fm, uh, mm. and the podcast is called Tangents with Colleen and Mike. Uh, Mike, my friends, Colleen, obviously. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and we're on. I think everything except for YouTube right now, but we'll be on YouTube too with no video, just like the the recording yeah. with the logo. But we're pretty much everywhere. Tangents with Colleen and Mike. Uh, that's where you can hear us ramble for hours about nothing and existentialist. <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, all that. <laughs> well, alrighty. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe for more videos in the future, and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>